Welcome to Growing Up Fire with Jamie Coots. Seahawk, it is our commitment to you that you have complete access to the top professionals, industry experts, and products for your fire service. We stand by the service and products we provide. We are proud of our past and we are constantly listening to our customers and exploring new ways to bring better options to the fire service. This is Seahawk. High level, safety, service, security. Please visit our website at www.seahawkservice.ca or give us a call at 1-888-791-4210. Welcome to Growing Up Fire, Season 2, Episode 15. Got the Strathmore boys in the house here in Red Deer at the Alberta Fire Chiefs Conference. So Doug, Eric, David, Bass, thanks for coming over. We're all huddled up in my room awkwardly trying to do a podcast. Appreciate that. Appreciate you guys coming over. And as with every podcast, it starts with everyone looking at me, not knowing when to talk and being all nervous and nothing to be nervous about. So Doug, we're going to start with you today. Right. When did you know you wanted to be a firefighter? Actually, Jamie, I wanted to be a firefighter growing up. My father was a one of the volunteer firefighters in our community of Strathmore. And gosh, I wanted to be one so bad. But my high school sweetheart, who is my wife of 28 years right now, she has a fear of fire. So I actually wasn't allowed to even volunteer for our local fire service nice. until, until our children were quite uh, grown up. I'm quite new to the fire service. Uh, I'm only about five years under my belt, but I love every minute of it. Uh, I'm really happy she finally let me do it. That's a long time to wait and, and uh, kind of want something, right? What like do you mean long uh, time to wait? <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it does show you, right? It's not, it is a dangerous job and people have real fears about it. And yeah. usually it would be you that has the fear about it. In this case, it was your wife, yeah. right? So. Yeah, she would not let me do anything. Anything was, uh, police, anything fire. Until you got the bank account up and the kids growing up. Kids were growing up. You were, you were more young. dispensable. Yeah, yeah. the honeymoon yeah. period was definitely over. <laughs> you, so. can, you go do whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. That's, good. That's actually a good story. Eric, how about you? For me, it was when um, I was just finished college, actually. So right out of high school, I knew I wanted to get into the emergency services, but uh, my focus was on the paramedicine side of it. So I went to SAIT and did my EMT. And during my practicum there, I was stationed at Fire Hall 28 in Northwest Calgary. I enjoyed doing that, but I definitely enjoyed the teamwork side of the fire department. I just kept finding myself drawn to the fire side of it. And I was always hanging out with those guys for meals and partaking in that more than I was with the EMS side of it. And something just clicked there and was like, hey, this is pretty cool. So I was working out east of Calgary in the Strathmore area and saw that they had a sign up for volunteers. So I stopped in, put in my application and thought I'd put my toes in the water to see if it's something I really wanted to do. And yeah, I absolutely fell in love with it. So that was whatever, 14, 15 years ago. And yeah. So that's how long since. you've been with Strathmore. Yeah, now, yeah. So, okay. Been with Strathmore Fire the entire time. Getting up there and good. Yeah, no, that's it's cool. been uh, absolutely awesome. So. That's kind of neat that you were in Calgary and didn't kind of get sucked into that fire department, but you picked another one, a smaller one. And Yeah, it worked out for me. I was working oil and gas at the time and it was a great job, but I got to do the best of both worlds and volunteer and get some of the excitement and the knowledge and, and do the test run before I just jumped full into a full-time service in a major metro. So it worked out really well. 
Awesome. So, David Sturgeon, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Woo woo. <laughs> we're just, hopefully, we're way better at this now than we were in season one. I should say will that. Be, I will be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say it the other way around, but you'd be less nervous now, at least, right? Like, nobody strung you up for the last one. No. Even though you were bashing BC and all of their. Didn't uh, get any hate mail or no? maybe they didn't know my new. You got a lot of hate mail. I didn't pass it on to you. So. <laughs> Okay, so uh, we didn't talk about this really last time. We talked about your kind of history through the fire service, but yeah. when did you know you wanted to be a firefighter? I don't have a great story about that other than for some reason I was always drawn to the wildland firefighting and specifically the smoke jumpers. And then when I realized that there was like, I think one team left in Canada, you know, didn't think it was something that you could really get into. It was pretty elite. And so I tried wildland firefighting to start on a contract crew and just realize that it's really hard, nasty work. And those guys and gals deserve some kudos, but yeah, it, it was not, where it's at. Structures eh? <laughs> where it's at. So kind of migrated into, uh, again, just went down to the local department and just applied and see if it got on. And then, yeah, went from there. So, so it wasn't a lifelong dream or anything, but just kind of something that fell into, I think. Nice. Yeah. Right on. Took you on quite a few travels. You've been... BC, a couple places, Alberta, a couple places now. And yeah. now you're with these guys in Strathmore. Yeah, yeah. We won't ask them how that's going. But. <laughs> whoop, whoop. You, if you ask me how it's going, I think it's going good. So that's all that's, Yeah, exactly. Throw the blinders on, show up at work. It's all good. Yeah. We're killing it, boys. <laughs> right on. Baz, how about you? When did you know? For me, I was going to university. I actually wanted to be wanted to become a cop. It was, yeah. <laughs> actually, I uh, got a degree in uh, sociology with a concentration in criminology. It was what I graduated with and wanted to be a cop. Applied at a few places. It wasn't so successful because it was kind of uh, when there wasn't a lot of hiring going on. So the Strathmore chief approached me at the time and said, hey, why don't you come volunteer? That was 28 years ago. And just loved it ever since. Uh, did a stint as a casual EMT. And as the EMS service changed, I kind of lost my, my desire to ride an ambulance. I love the fire service. I love the camaraderie that we have. And especially in our community, it's a very tight-knit community. Doug mentioned his, his dad when I joined the department. Doug's dad was on the department, one of the, one of the long members there. So it's kind of neat uh, getting to now have couple of guys on the department where I started and their dads were on the department because we also have Tyler Clark, whose dad was on the department. It's at that, that generational time. stuff, right? Yeah, right, it's, so. it's kind of cool how you get that passion within the family and they come and give back to the community. So, yeah. It is, cool you stuff. know, you see it in policing, you see it in EMS, you see it in military, fire, right? Those ones where it's kind of that high action, you want to serve. Right. And it's kind of you're raised like that and brought up like that. Yeah. I kind of feel bad. My kids are both got drug into the world. And I don't know. One came willingly, one maybe more kicking and screaming. But <laughs> I think you just get so immersed in it that how do you stop yourself from from getting sucked in? Right. Even after all those years for Doug, still wanted to, right? Now it's gonna work out with my life and I'm in. So that's awesome. So the last few years through COVID and, and even before, you guys have kind of been, let's say, rebuilding or, or building more than anything, trying to change your staffing and increase your levels of service and, and kind of build up as Strathmore builds up. I think it's 16,000 now or something like that, right? Every time you go through there, they're starting a new house and building another, right? And so new whole subdivisions going on. 
I guess we'll go the other way. So Baz, you've kind of been here through all of that. And, and since you're the deputy chief, you see all those changes. You've had to be acting chief. You've had to do a few different roles a few different times. A few shirts. Yeah, right. How do you feel about how that's been going? I think it's it's been a good move for our department to continually progress. I mean, when I started, we were completely volunteer. Even the chief was kind of a part-time chief. And over the last number of years, we've really taken a focus to build the department and and take it from that volunteer to a composite department with a vision of, you know, having that 24-hour full-time coverage here in the very near future, hopefully. You know, the demand for services keep growing. We do a lot of, lot of EMS calls where we're doing, you know, first medical response now. That seems to be a growing trend for us. So, and you know what, it's the, the training and everything we do is just continually progressed. So for us, I think it's an exciting time for those New members, it's an exciting time to be part of the Strathmore Fire Department for sure. Really heavy focused on training and competency and, and maintaining that. And I think we have exceptional leadership. Kind of self-serving to say that, of course. Yeah. Well, well played, Baz. <laughs> yeah. I got to give David some kudos. Yeah. No, but we're excited. I think uh, we've got a very progressive view towards what we want the service to be. And you hear today about you know diversity and inclusion and all those things. I think we're we're very fortunate to, with our volunteer base, we draw from our community. So we're already very diverse and, and inclusive uh, just by the nature of what we do. And Starting to look like the community, right? Yeah. And that's kind of how it's supposed to go, right? Yeah. And all of our full-time members that are full-time now have come from the volunteer pool. So they've grown up in the fire hall and trained and... Now they're fortunate enough to have that full-time career there as well. You could say growing up fire. Growing up fire. Yeah, you bet. I'll uh, I'll take my five bucks after. (laughs) Only five. That's That's cheaper than lots of guests. I'll say growing up fire for five bucks. (laughs) (laughs) I think it just went up now. Now it's a thing. Well, now it's ten bucks, right? Five for you, five for me. So, David, you come in at a time where they're looking for a chief. Baz has been acting. These guys are on as full-time captains on their shifts, and and you come from B.C. back to Alberta, right, back to better Alberta. I'll pay for that. (laughs) And jump right into it. So you get an assessment of the entire place, and you, which kind of, let's just say, dumps the whole place on its head a little bit, and you got to sort through everything that's coming out. So how's it going there? Yeah, like you say, just took the position in November. I think by like Christmas, we had the assessment planned and then it was right in like first of the new year, get it done. And then so now after we got the assessment done, we've been just going like hotcakes, trying to build out the various things that we may have been missing, changing a few things. Just recently went to council and changed our level of service policy, which went really well with them and the crew seem on board with everything. And I think we're just... We'll, we'll let them talk for themselves. <laughs> They're next. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're just focusing more on our, like what we can do for the community and, and how we can just be really good at what we do and not try to do everything if it's not necessarily the thing that we need or we should be doing. So it, You say it like that and, and I love that because it's, I think that's what you learn. The longer you've been here, you eventually learn that you can't do it all. So what you do do you should do really well yeah and i love you facts you said do do just now do 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 well is it your, yeah. your two-year-old trapped yeah, in know. a deputy chief's body absolutely <laughs> you know that part of it to me is always cool right to see a community say hey let's just figure out what we really want to do and start doing that 
Okay, so Eric, we'll just keep going to you. You know, as a shift captain with all these changes, right? You don't know what you don't know. Then you find out a bunch of things you don't know. You have to start to fix those things. You got to keep morale up. You got to keep forward momentum. How's it been being a captain of a shift in Strathmore? Actually, it's been, I'd say, pretty easy overall. And maybe easy is not quite the right word for it. But we got a great group of people there, and they're all very excited and very bought in to uh, become a better department. That survey just kind of shed some light on some stuff that we could be doing a bit better and everybody's just bought in and pitched in and that's the most exciting thing about it is that we are progressing we're growing and we're doing the job better than we were a year ago and i think that's the most important thing as a fire service is not to get complacent about anything and just say yeah we're doing good enough i mean everyone joins the joins the fire service and you want to be the best at it so we have a really good group there that's trying to make that happen so there'll be definitely some pains growing forward because with being the best it's a lot more effort and a lot more uh time consuming and that transition from a volunteer to composite obviously shows that a lot but that's what's exciting about it i mean we're in on the ground floor and get to kind of make the department what we want to make it with the help of everyone else and yeah i'm really looking forward to the next five years yeah it's fun to have those conversations eh to just be sitting around the kitchen table and in the training room and out in the bay and just have those chats about you know what that looks like and and I will say every time I come out there to visit you guys that it's uh, always exciting to to hear what's changed and what's new and what's being developed and what you decided and and all of those things. So, all right, Doug, you're next. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll echo what uh, Eric said as far as as a shift captain with the changes that are coming on. Uh, it's been actually quite smooth, and I I think that stems down to the membership helping us make that transition happen so easily. And I'll say from the results of these evals, there's been a sigh of relief amongst the membership. The membership was, and I know the fire service hates change, but our membership was ready for it. And they're all chips in. Everybody's ready to help out and make it move forward. And it's it's going pretty good. That really helps with the camaraderie, right? And, yeah. and brings everyone together. And it's kind of, uh, it's good. I show up, eh? they can all have one person to hate. So yeah. to, <laughs> I can focus that. <laughs> But then all of a sudden you find out it's just like you say, it's a bunch of things that you you wanted to get done or you wanted to focus on and you wanted to think about. And so you get to go. So this time around, we're going to go back and we'll start with Doug. I want to talk about, you know, there's a bunch of changes. You've all talked about changes that are coming. Is there any that you're specifically excited for that you really are passionate about and you want to see what would be your top? I can't wait to see. Oh, gosh, I a lot more organized. Just organized in general like with chief sturgeon coming on board it's you kind of see how it was before and you thought how did we operate before like it's (laughs) you know but obviously we have a great membership and we all came together but now with a lot of things getting put down on paper like you know our levels of service for example as chief mentioned just establishing that having something written down and approved by council it's just great to know and Having something organized gives the department something to look forward to. Love it. And, and I think fire departments that are organized operate better in general, right? It's uh, the willy-nilly days are gone and, and yeah. we got to have a plan. How about you, Eric? For me, it's an easy one. I'm looking forward to when we're able to provide 24-hour coverage to our town. 
being a volunteer for the last 10 years before I started full-time there, whatever, five years ago, you lose sleep over it at night when you're out camping or you're out with your family and you see your alert go off and you can't attend and you look and you see only two or three guys are going and you just wish that you were able to provide that service a little bit better to the community. So having that first truck out the door within a couple minutes to serve our community is, is huge in my opinion. And it just, yeah, gives the people of Strathmore what they need they need us there quick. They need us there now and be in there 24 hours a day, seven days a week lets us do that. To me, it's so crazy, you know, everywhere you go and it doesn't matter if it's full-time and it's smaller or it's volunteer or, or it's composite or whatever is that guilt of, well, yeah, I went on summer holidays and I missed 12 calls and right. Like only first responders would understand that level of guilt, right? You just, you, you have to get away, you have to reset and you gotta be with your family, but you still feel guilty that you missed something, right? I never really noticed that piece until I left Slave Lake and I was like, wow, like I was really wound tight. There was times in the summer where I just didn't go anywhere and I couldn't go anywhere. I just wouldn't let myself. It's a cool piece where you get to move that staffing where you have that first response, you don't have to worry, you could actually go Take your days off, enjoy it with your family, and yeah. yeah, it makes that life a little bit easier when you're when you're off. You can actually be off maybe for a day or two. Yeah, that's awesome. How about you, Chief? What was the question? Again? <laughs> I think uh, for sorry, I had to. For me, I think the most exciting thing is there's just so many projects that we'll be doing in the future. I don't know exact dates, but like trying to build a new hall trucks coming up, trying to work with our uh, other emergency services partners like police and ambulance and try to integrate them and think of ways that we can improve our service in the community and possibly things that may have never been tried yet that might be something coming up in the future. So always just trying to think outside the box and think of ways that we can uh, progress. I'm really excited about the staffing. I hope that we can continue to uh, keep bringing on full-time firefighters to the point where we can get that 24-hour coverage. And yeah, I think just in general, it's there's just lots to do and just stay busy. Yeah, and like Eric said there with the with the calls, even for myself at night times, I find myself going because I feel guilty. And, you know, so it'll be nice to have somebody there all the time and you don't be have able to, have to get some guilt. rest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I've, I've, I've enjoyed it, the transition so far. And I just see a lot of positive things like I'm excited. So Baz, you got uh, almost 30 years of doing this been, you know, you remember when it's all volunteer. Yeah. So, I mean, you've seen all of these changes up to now. What are you the most excited for next? Retirement. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like you were going to say that. (laughs) Uh, No, I I still got a number of years to give. (laughs) I think you heard from all these three. It's that forward movement that I'm most excited about. Modern firefighting has changed. I mean, you look at building construction now, you, you listen to Eric and, you know, the criticalness, if that's a word, of that fast response, well, right? Because better than doo-doo. Better than doo-doo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to get a truck on scene quick is, is critical. And it's not only critical for, you know, the firefighting piece, it's for firefighter safety as well. And as Doug's talking about, you know, we're really clamping down and, and getting some good SOGs that's important for our firefighter safety as well and and the overall culture of the whole. One of my frustrations over the years has always been consistency and fairness, right? And that's uh, that's no slight against any previous administration or or even myself, right? It's just being consistent and fair in how we do things 
if we just rely on memory, <laughs> sometimes it uh, causes us a challenge, right? So having this kind of written down and clear and everybody knows what page you're on. You can look it up, right? Yeah, yeah that's, so. that's exciting. And yeah. that's, that's what I'm most excited about is, you know, the day that I do hang up my hat is that there's that consistency there that somebody can pick up that, that book and here's the Strathmore Fire Service, here's how we do things and here's what you can expect from us and here's what we expect from you. That's critical in this day and age. Help move it all forward. Yeah. Awesome. So we're here at the Alberta Fire Chiefs uh, Convention and uh, Conference and so you get to see the fancy trucks sitting outside, <laughs> right? The trade show opens right away. Yeah. You got your PO book, boys. You're all <laughs> yeah. set, ready to go. Are you going to send so. You know, it's always exciting to go to the conferences, and I've been really lucky. I've got to go right across the whole country. This is a good one. It's a cool one. You've got to go to a few talks already. Yesterday, you spent the day golfing. Or are you trying to drinking uh, not <laughs> to golf a little bit in there too? We call um, it stabilizing fluid. <laughs> nice, <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> you know, then we got to stop the bar last night and have a few drinks and, and chat with a whole bunch of firefighters. And so that's all part of the conference experience, right? So you get to come in there and, and do all of those things. So you get the opportunity to come to this conference. What were you thinking? Let's start with Baz this time. What, what was your... My thought when coming to the conference, I was actually really, really excited to basically connect again with people. Post-COVID, obviously, we... In the emergency services, you kind of have had the door shut on us for a couple of years, for sure. right? And uh, just being able to get out and, and mingle. And I think that's why it was so cool. And we had a great day golfing yesterday. I guess we shouldn't say that. Our employer shouldn't know that, right? No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's all part uh, of the experience. Yeah, it's all part of the experience. Just networking. Just yeah. networking and seeing other fire services and, you know, chatting with people like yourself. It's just great to get out and we all don't think the same. It's okay that we can chat and, you know, even disagree about some things. And that's that's okay. That's healthy. I think that's why I was looking forward to this again. Is he going to be talking about the whole natural laser again uh, here? Or, uh, or yeah. was he talking about me? I'm trying not to make eye contact. <laughs> I, was just, I think it's a laser. <laughs> I think it's a laser. No, it's a Fit 5. I think hopefully, Hen- hopefully Henry's not listening. Yeah. Yeah. He Shark, will be. Sharks and laser beams. Sharks and laser beams. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's a great opportunity, and even getting to spend it with the four of us here from Strathmore is fantastic. Right, right. away from all the away from, pressure of the office. Yeah, and, yeah, that's kind of cool, right? Even when you think about you guys, you're you're opposing shift captains, right? And so you got the same job, and you got to be tight on your ideas, but you don't necessarily get to be tight at work or off work because you're exact opposites, right? So with the shifts, so we kind of heard from the most experience. Let's hear about the newest guy. What are you excited to be uh, seeing here, Doug? I'm excited just to be here. This is my first one. First conference. First conference. A little conference version going on. conference version, yeah. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. I'm really looking forward to the trade show and the apparatus. That's kind of my thing. But so far, I've really enjoyed what we've experienced. The golf was pretty uh, enjoyable to play and to, to watch. <laughs> Donated a lot of balls to yeah, the trees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they've uh, done a really good job organizing it. I'm pretty impressed and I uh, love the venue as well. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to getting right into it with the opening uh, ceremonies. Coming right, up there's in a nice, uh, nice spot for sure. Eric, how about you? You've been here before? You're- no, I haven't been to this one. I've been to other fire conferences around Alberta, but this is my first time in Red Deer. So yeah, like Bass said, just getting to reconnect with those faces that we haven't seen for years and years and, and try and learn something new, right? That's why we're here is to hopefully help us do what we're doing better or bring us new ideas to make changes and 
make our department better. One of the cool things is my four-year-old son's here with me, so he's going to be growing up fire as well. He's got, yeah, he's been to, I think this is his third conference he's been to. Oh, good, uh, okay. Before here in the fall. So, yeah, it's cool just to reconnect and, yeah, see everybody again. Yeah, it's fun. He was running around last night. Yeah, and he's, he's providing a little firefighter already. <laughs> Just need to give him a checkbook when we go to the trade show. <laughs> Speaking of checkbooks, Chief, I guess it's your turn. So uh, besides trying to keep these guys from buying everything at the entire trade show, what are you looking forward to seeing and doing? My biggest reason for being here is just obviously the four of us. I wanted the group to come and just uh, be outside of the office basically and just be able to see some things that we may not necessarily see if you know you're stuck at home and not getting to see the outside world and just having those non-official talks and kind of brainstorming together and hopefully just get re-energized to go back and give her snot i guess give her snot yeah wow that's way better can't bc thing everything's a bc thing is it what did that guy say I don't nobody knows what he said Nice, right on. Acres Emergency Vehicles, a message from our community. A person who is risking his or her life to save the lives and properties of others deserves something as reliable as an Acres Emergency Vehicle. This is our mission, to thank these people with the best gift we can, our best effort. Our commitment includes a firefighter-driven design, manufacturing integrity, personal and professional service. We are here to serve. We guarantee personal and professional service every step of the way. Acres Emergency Vehicles, built for a life of service. Please visit our website at www.acresev.ca. We're getting ready to go to the trade show. Like you said, we've seen the trucks, we've seen the stuff piling in and out. What are you excited to go down there and actually see that you've maybe only seen on the internet or someone else has talked to you about or i'll go first we were setting up our booth and and the booth right next to us was fire pro 2 and so i'm a big fire management guy and i want and i want to you know look at all of the different types that there is emergency reporting fire pro 2 all these different things so i was excited that he was beside us and we'll be i'm sure asking him a bazillion questions before this is all done so that's mine i got to go first on this one chief let's go with you what are you like really got to get down there and check out besides the seahawk booth yeah yeah obviously who are they uh yeah you hear those guys cut cut <laughs> i think just in general maybe the technology see kind of what's coming out and i haven't been to a show for quite a few years so yeah just being able to see like what's new and i know a lot of stuff may be gimmicky or maybe it's not quite developed enough but just kind of see what the future holds in the fire service. So I'm hoping to see some progressive vendors and yeah. Yeah. I even like to uh, go down there and even though they're, we always say they're selling junk, right? Like got the same gloves and the same <laughs> carabiner and the same whatever. And, but it is really still all different and it's fun to let, you know, let them explain to you how the bunker gear is different and changed and everyone's quietly talking about drones. When I was at FDIC, they had uh, underwater, drones and so you know has very limited uses but it was fun to listen to them and then there wasn't just one there was four other ones and so you're comparing all of these underwater drones that i'd never really seen before and had and the one guy even had a huge tank and you could drive it up and down and and see what it could do and so that technology piece was cool i don't think you'll see any underwater drones here today (laughs) but uh 
Eric, how about you? What do you think you're going to really look into down there? What I'm actually looking forward to, kind of like what Chief said, is the new technology and stuff. But a big part of it is actually just putting some faces to names. I mean, we order stuff through all these different vendors and through emails or phones. And you talk to them a couple times a week and you have no idea who they actually are, right? Okay. Anyone that's changed positions since COVID started would know that. So just, yeah, getting um, a bit friendlier, I guess, and knowing who these people are that we talk to all the time. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Nice. It's all you, Doug. Oh, trucks and tools, tools and trucks. <laughs> I so want I it all. I want, I do. I want it all. Um, the advancements in apparatus, I am really interested in that. Uh, so I'm just itching to get outside and look at those trucks right now. Yeah. Also, what I'll echo what Eric just said as well, some of the like faces to the vendors there. Like we've chatted with them on the phone and ordered online and whatnot. And I like what you said as well. Just, hey, what, what do they have to say about each other's products and, you know. But yeah. reasoning theirs is better, and it's you, kind of funny how it's hilarious they go back to listen and forth. to them. <laughs> Just go visit all the heavy rescue guys, and right, don't tell them what you have, but tell them, yeah. you know, tell me all about your product. Yeah. And Why don't you like this product? They'll immediately start bashing each other, and it just makes no sense to me, right? There's, uh, you know, just make your thing and tell everyone about your thing, and that bunker gear, right? And then trucks, you'll go out there, and, and to the lay person, you'd just be looking around going. The fire truck's a fire truck, right? It's red, it's white, it's whatever. I didn't see any yellow ones out there, which made me happy, but they'll all talk about that too. So, all right, how about you, Bass? What are you searching I'm gonna, for? I can take a little different approach than these guys. They've been talking about trucks and tools and everything else. I think one of the most uh, interesting things that I'll be looking towards is some of the some of the mental health stuff. You know, you think about it. What we have gone through over the last two and a half years, in addition to what we see at work all the time. You know, mental health has been a much ignored part of our job for quite some time. So, and I don't know, there's a there's a bunch of professionals here that are there to help. I'm kind of curious as to what that uh, what that looks like and uh, how that fits into how we move forward as a service as well. For sure, you could see like a lot of the talks are geared around that right now, right? And then yeah. you know some of these programs I was talking about also include like mental health tracking or uh, you know cancer reduction yeah. tracking and those kinds of things. So. I agree with you. There's there's lots beyond. I mean, it's so easy to become a moth of the light and go yeah. to the trucks, right? <laughs> yeah. And and the new tools, right? Like, I mean, it wouldn't be a show for me without uh, going over to the Hallmatro booth <laughs> and you know trying out every tool in the whole place and looking at every gimmick thing. And you know, I bet you there's 40 different kinds of helmets down there. Yeah. I'll still have my favorite, but I want to check out all the other helmets so that I know that they're out there, right? Yeah. The one thing for me though, I can't remember. It was an old fire chief or somewhere that I read it. That you know, all the shiny stuff is really nice, but it still takes firefighters to drive the fire trucks and it still takes firefighters to run the tools. So if you don't take care of those folks, now you can have all the shiny equipment in the world. It's not going to put out any fires or help it's anybody. It's so true. And and so you think about like, you guys live in a beautiful place there. You're in the rolling hills. You can see the mountains off in the distance. You got the diversion coming through. They've really laid it out nice. They're building that beautiful new subdivision that's going to be surrounded the lakes there. You start to think of what kind of different equipment might we need to access some of those things, right? And so you've all been joking around about drones, which you've all obviously been talking about or trying to convince your chief to buy but then there's everything you know everything's switching to batteries even the trucks are switching to batteries which i don't know about and there's all these different things right and so i got an email this morning from one of the vendors the sam unit 
Yeah. You know, the automated yeah, pumps yeah. is here. Right? We, yeah. We had a demo. Yeah. yeah, perfect, right? And so you want to get in there, you want to check it out. And I can remember seeing that three or four years ago when it was brand new and thinking, stupid, right? Yet here it is and it's being introduced and it's in more and more trucks. And so now I can't wait to go back and go, oh, maybe it wasn't stupid. Maybe it's cool. <laughs> and I got to check this out, right? So for me, that that was a, just a piece of it, right? And then I think when you're at these conferences, you got to do yourself justice and think about all the things that have happened in your career up to this point and what would have been cool or what would have been better or what would have made our job easier if we had this, that, or the other thing, right? And and it might be as simple as, you know, having some tracking documents or some courses to get us better prepared, or it might be actual hands-on stuff. So, so let's go into that. Let's talk about... Uh, you know, what's the craziest thing that you did so far? And it doesn't necessarily have to be a call or the thing that sticks out in your mind. Sometimes it's training or I can remember one time for me, we went out and we were playing dodgeball. The police went on one side with the grade sixers and the fire department went on the other side. And this kid was playing and this cop, for whatever reason, decided to just wing it as hard as he could. And I thought that kid's head popped right off, right? Like, we're a step away from calling the ambulance and and we're all like, what Like, what are you doing, right? And it's just that competitive edge. It was just one of those, it always sticks in my mind as this, we're just there to have some fun and all of a sudden we took it to the next level and it wasn't so fun. So let's, uh, where are we going to go? Eric, you didn't get to go first yet. You're, you're going to get to go sure, first. Sure, yeah. I don't know if uh, crazy is the right word for it, but I think it's pretty cool. I was kind of the spearhead behind Hope's Cradle which I don't know if anyone knows what it is really, but it's the first ever safe surrender site for newborn children located at a fire hall within Canada. So that was pretty impressive. I think that the Strathmore Fire Department should be pretty proud that we have that service to offer to our community. And I mean, the, the end goal is to have them hopefully built in every new fire hall that's built. And it just becomes a service that's offered to the community through the fire service. I mean, we go to medicals, we we do everything else. So why not do that if we're able to? So partnering with Gems for Gems, which is a local charity out of Calgary, to make that Hope's Cradle initiative come to fruition early 2022 was I'm going to say it's the craziest thing I've been a part of. Yeah, in my fire and career. you know what? Let, let's throw that out there. Do you have some contact information that you can add to this? Yeah, absolutely. If, uh, if people are interested, I would ask them to just Google Gems for Gems. They have a whole bunch of contact information on their website. I believe it's gemsforgems.ca, but just Google it. So I'm not uh, steering you in the wrong direction. And if they have questions about how it works on the fire service side, they're more than welcome to email me. And my email is eric.alexander at strathmore.ca. So yeah, I've been in contact with fire departments from the east to the west coast that are looking to get them installed. So I think over the next few months, we'll start seeing them pop up and hopefully it'll continue to grow. Super cool. I, I forgot about that and that uh, you telling me all about that when we were there. So yeah, that's cool. Look it up and he'd give you the contact info. So if you need to more, some more information, get a hold of him. That was a good one. That's going to be tough to beat. Who wants to go next, right? Now it's so uh, Doug's like all blank. So, okay, Chief, you got to go next now. Sorry. I'll take it. You're going to take I'll it? Take, oh, I'll yeah, take yeah, it. Oh, a little Can bit different. I mean, the, <laughs> again, there's so many memorable moments, mostly personnel related, right? Just seeing people achieve what they can achieve coming in. But I think one of the, not the craziest, but it was certainly memorable for me, was kind of the, we initiated a battle of the badges 
uh, between us and the RCMP in town. No yeah. blood was shed. I no think. blood was shed, but uh, boy, <laughs> you know, you talked about the competitiveness, and that sure came. That story came to my mind when you said that because we do an annual hockey game where we challenge the RCMP, and it's kind of grown, right? Uh, EMS is involved as well, and obviously we do it as a, a fundraiser for the community, but just the the little back and forth that we do between the two services and some promotional stuff that we did. Uh, they pulled over a fire truck in one of the videos. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> a little conversation. Yeah, it was kind of, it was, it was obviously staged, but it was a lot of fun. And still cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, us putting bumper stickers on the RCMP vehicles and, yeah. yeah, just that good rivalry that that yeah. builds that team. So. You gotta love it. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> I think to this day one of my favorites on social media is where they put the cops put the electric sign in front of the fire hall and it says "Shh, firemen sleeping." Sleep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wakes up and they're like, "What? That's terrible, right?" But it's good. I mean, yeah. it's all part of that uh, the fun stuff that you get to build from there. That's yeah. good. Nice. How about you, Doug? What uh... you know, uh, fire halls do a lot of community service, uh, whether it be having fire hall visits or school visits. Uh, we even have a work experience student that comes in and and spends a couple hours a day with us, uh, Monday to Friday. That's awesome to have him. But a really memorable moment for me is uh, having our kids' summer camp. For two years in a row, we had uh, a bunch of uh, summer camp kids with us, and it was exhausting. <laughs> However, it was quite special. I look uh, back on that very fondly and that was two to three years ago and or actually sorry three to four years ago yeah. and we still have the the kids that participated in those camps recognize us while we're walking through walmart or any local grocery store that we're not even in our our gear at all and they still recognize us and come over and say hey how's it going and we really miss summer camp and hope your things are good with you that really resonates a lot with me and that impact that right? impact this, that uh, you have it's a special special feeling yeah love it now you have to go last. I'll teach you. I don't, I don't have any crazy stories. I think I'm pretty boring for the most part. Well, but we don't I, want to talk about that. <laughs> Probably the most uh, most rewarding, I guess. Can we talk rewarding? You can pick whatever you All want. All right, I'll pick a rewarding. Go. So it's just the people over the years that I've uh, instructed or been part of the fire halls where they've done gone through the fire school and done their certification and really build on their their leadership and their courses and just seeing them get jobs as full-time firefighters and just i still have people that call me and just thank me for just doing that with them right like getting them what they needed to be successful and then they just love life and love being part of the service so for me that's the part that i love i love building people up and seeing them go on and then kind of tracking them through their careers it's pretty cool to watch we were just talking about that this morning there's a couple firefighters here in red deer that got their start with us and you know, now they're, they've been here a long time. They've moved up and, you know, making sure we reach out to them and say, hey, during the conference, because we're here and stuff. And it's nice. You forget how that web starts to grow yeah. and, and all the places that everybody goes, right? So that is cool. All right. So you're leaders in a changing fire service, right? And you're, you all kind of are at different levels. So let's talk a little bit about the daily challenge of being a leader. Right. So, Doug, I'm going to start with you. You're, you're kind of the newest leader in the group. Right. What are some of the things that really challenge you as you go through your day to day job to lead your folks? I would have to say uh, I'm going to keep it quite basic, just the varying levels of energy amongst everybody. Everybody has their you know level that their drive that they have in them and to work with 
every, you know, every different personality and that energy level, you have to tailor it just so, so that you can make it click, like that crew clicks together. And it, I find it challenging sometimes, but uh, I, you know, I never back away from a challenge. It's, I like it. You're making it work. Yeah, yeah but I, I do find it challenging. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So Eric, we'll go to you because you're the other captain of the opposing shift. Yeah, you betcha. I think uh, something that maybe people struggle with a little bit as they go from firefighter to lieutenant to captain is kind of as you go up, in my opinion, it's, it's kind of less about you and more about everyone else which kind of seems like maybe like an oxymoron because you're supposed to be an officer and you know, it's a, the show and the stripes and the bugles and whatever else. Yeah. Just making sure you're looking after your people and taking care of their needs and, and serving them and as well as serving the community and making sure that everybody on the crew kind of buys into that philosophy and that uh, the fire service is bigger than one, any individual. And it's all about working as a team to, provide that service to the community and to be fortunate enough to be in a position that you get to be able to do that day in, day out. Awesome. Okay, we're going to go over to the assistant coach, deputy (laughs) chief. Best job in the fire service, my opinion. I'll just throw that out there. Well, once you get older and you can't be a firefighter. (laughs) You know, that kind of the the bridge between the brass and and the firefighters, the person that everyone goes to to talk about, you know, let's just say some of the hard stuff that you don't want to take to the chief, right? Yeah. How about you? What do you find are some of the the big challenges in leadership? Well... When I broke out in the fire service, there was really there was nothing for for leadership education. It was more so, you know, hey, the old days was you've been here the longest, <laughs> you get the next trumpet, right? So those days are still here someplace. <laughs> yeah, that's a challenge. I think for me, the challenge today is really the workforce. I mean, you, you look at how diverse our workforce is with the different generations coming in. Sometimes it's hard for myself to relate to some of the younger generation, although I have kids in that generation. It's tough sometimes, but you know, you got to shift your lens. As Eric said, it's not about you. It's, it's about the collective. So sometimes, you know, seeing it through their lens and, you know, just trying to understand from their perspective, I think that's, that's a big challenge. And, you know, the, the other challenge is we're in a different world right now. So different world than I grew up in, certainly in the fire service. I remember you weren't doing a good job unless, you know, there was somebody yelling in your ear and your, your cheek was getting wet. Right. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I still we're, remember. We're not supposed to do that anymore. No, <laughs> I still remember the first time I uh, I shot one of the captain's helmets up because I charged the high vol hose bed before <laughs> they were ready, and that helmet flew about fifteen feet in the air. And boy, I heard it. Some of that in those days was okay. I think we found a different way to try to motivate people and focus on some of the positive stuff that we're doing. So it's a challenging time, though. It's, it certainly is to. As Doug said, trying to find that magic bullet, which doesn't exist to motivate everybody. Everybody's got their own little way of ticking. So it's a challenge. We're always looking for it though. Yeah, eh? we are. Whoever finds it first, woohoo. I'll be on that island. (laughs) I wouldn't have to get the five bucks every time of growing up fire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I just got like 25 bucks already. All right, Chief, we're all over to you. What uh, leadership challenges? You got a whole new level you're dealing with there. Yeah, I think uh, for me specifically, I guess, would be remaining positive day in, day out. Like, smile on the face, not letting things get to you, right? Being that that rock for the crew and for the, for the department and always be trying to push forward. Like, it's when you're dealing with councils and 
senior leadership and then you're trying to always move that needle forward it gets exhausting sometimes so you you get discouraged so it's just remaining positive just feeding off your crews thing i love about here is the crews do a lot of workouts together and things like that and i try to join in and that that's what fuels me right i love that and leading by example just always trying to do what i would ask somebody to do i would do myself so i try to always focus on that the one thing that really resonates with me when you talk about you always got to try to stay positive but you always have to have those people you can vent to and and so i have a pretty massive group of people that are calling me to vent and so i love that because then when i need a good vent session i got a lot to pick from (laughs) and so as it comes from across the country it's kind of fun to be like oh yeah you know what but you should phone this guy from this province that's i mean he's going through the exact same thing like if you phone him right and so just like connecting people up by text and then knowing that they had a good conversation and you know that's one thing i think that all leaders we got to remember is that even though we got to try and put on a happy face and get everybody going things are going to impact us and we're going to need to uh vent to somebody right doesn't matter your wife your cross shift captain you know you're the chief and the deputy or or someone outside of your service it's still you know once in a while we got to blow off some steam or it'll it'll build up and vent all by itself right well i think even today one of the other things i was just thinking of while we're talking there's you know the impact social media has on the fire service everybody's got an opinion and it's it's posted very fast if it's a negative one yeah i mean i remember you know we got some flack in our community about a slow response one night for fire alarms and it was wasn't a slow response on our end because those were during volunteer hours but it's amazing how under the microscope you feel with just the social media posts right and you know you think about the shooting that just happened down in texas and my gosh right the the amount of flack and opinions that are floating around there is that's tough that's tough well especially on people that have had to be a part of that exactly and are worried about every decision they made and and their team moving forward and all of those things so no doubt okay so now we're going to go to you got one sentence to tell the other leaders that are about to start going through change or are going through change just like you right so you've had the the change of staffing you've had the eval tool and the assessment that goes with that and you're doing some changing then you've got your own internal process you go through after all of that and so you're driving change hard where you guys go right so other people that are haven't quite started that or are just starting that i want you to give them a little advice here so you get one sentence to tell can i go first well you know how chiefs are (laughs) number one yeah (laughs) i'm gonna steal a slogan from a very famous company just do it just do it (laughs) that's all you need to know i think you just need to just do it make a decision and stick to it good nice all right who's going next eric looks like he's ready yeah you bet i just say that there is light at the end of the tunnel Honestly, um, before we started going through this change, you look at the hundreds of policies and procedures you got to do and all the other work that goes along with it and, you know, all the training and everything. And it just seems overwhelming. But when you tackle them bit by bit and assign pieces out to different individuals there, you know, you can see that there is light at the end of the tunnel. We didn't start very long ago and we can already see the progress and the improvement and we're getting through it and it's well worth it. Now Doug thinks that that's one sentence, though. Now, all right. It's now a, it's a run-on now it's now it's Doug's sentence. yeah it's Doug's turn. <laughs> I'm still a captain. I do what I want. 
No, I just had to razz Eric because mine's pretty short and sweet. Uh, find that uh, family work balance. Family is uh, your home life is super important as well, and I want to be uh, involved with the fire service. You know, hundred percent, twenty four seven. Whoever is got you got to find some time at home. Nice, good one. Take it home, guys. Take it home. <laughs> Take it home. It's about the we. It's not about the you, and that's kind of. How I, Rick Lasky said, egos eat brains, and I think that's very apropos for any leader that's undergoing change. It's it's about the big picture. It's about the department. It's about the team. It's not about you. So nice run on sentence as well. But look at yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're quoting famous people and everything. Oh, Holy man, just, hopefully I quoted the right person. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like my slogan wasn't good credit. enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's what going first. Going first will get you that, Chief. You got to watch out. It's, you got to uh, one up, yeah. Yeah, right. It was like yours was good, and everyone was oh, but then all of a sudden everybody starts going and. Okay, so I want to do the quick lightning round. We're, we're kind of getting to the end here. And so today, lightning round is everybody gets one wish to make your fire service better, right? It can be anything you want. Don't waste your wish. Don't wish the same thing someone else wished. You get one wish to make your fire service in Strathmore a better place. And we're just going to simply start at Doug. Uh, kill the gossiping. Nice. Good one. I'm wishing for more money. More oh, money, money, less that, problems. Somebody had to, right? This is teamwork so yeah. far. These are two good ones we can build off of. We're going to skip the chief and go straight oh, to the, the deputy chief now. Go oh, ahead, Bess. Man, one wish. Uh, full-time department. Full-time department. Having that response yeah. 24 hours Comes with more money. Comes with more money. These are all linking up. They're, they're all linking up. Uh, if you wish for a new desk or a bigger office, I'm going to be upset, Chief. <laughs> he wants Jenga blocks. <laughs> you got one wish. You heard the other three. Build on the plan. All right. An existent fire commissioner's office Ooh. that actually works for the service. Nice. Shots fired. Shots fired. Yeah, they're not not fired at anyone, but still. There's nobody, there's nobody in our fire yeah, like, office, so they nobody, get it. Yeah, and nobody from the government of Alberta is listening to my podcast. So I'll, I'll send the link to Brian Jean if he gets in. Maybe we can see what happens. But, uh, yeah, that is a good one. It would be nice to get some, some support. You see it uh, all the time, sadly. We were talking about social media before. We all got the internet. We're all going on YouTube and, and Googling different things for the fire service. To me, is there anything out there that makes you wonder, right? You see something and you go, what are these clowns up to? <laughs> Just one thing? Yeah, Just well, <laughs> well, you get as many as you want. I mean, I obviously have my own too, but I get to rant on this all the time. So I want to know if you guys got anything that you're uh, like, what the heck are they doing out there? I'm not sure if I can think anything. It's interesting. Uh, one of the things I keep thinking about lately, done a lot of training recently with electric vehicles and stuff and how that changes, you know, the way we do things, fighting electric car fires and stuff, and, you know, how that's going to grow over the next couple of years. And then you see the uh, power outage out east where there's no power for 10 days or whatever it's been. And you go, oh, and now we're making fire trucks yeah. that are electric. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but you know what? Powered by diesel generators. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right? Yeah. Solar drones. Yeah. No, it's just that's a good one for sure. Yeah, I think uh, just 
the way communities are being built, especially Strathmore with it growing so fast, we'll drive around a new community and there's homes that seems like their eaves are touching and they're all vinyl sided. And so, yeah, just kind of like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? But we've been thankful enough that we've been able to be in touch with our planning department and there's a lot more consultation between us and them because emergency response isn't on their minds necessarily. So having that voice and saying, well, did anyone think about this? is a nice thing to have, but it's definitely, yeah, the way the building code is, it's, it's, so it's bizarre. not conducive to like all around, it doesn't matter if it's Edmonton or Calgary, like all around the cities, right? You go there and so I don't come out and see you guys that often, but let's just say every few weeks and you can see all the starts and you can see the changes. And I live in the city of Chestermere and one of the guys there took me for a drive the other day and there was like a hundred new houses had been started in this one area that you can't see from the main streets. Yeah. And until you drive over the hill, and I was like, I had no idea. Like I literally had no idea these hundred houses were being built. I totally agree with you. There's a lot to look at there and go, you know, hopefully they're really thinking of this, but <laughs> I feel like we're getting left out because we always yeah. are, but. Well, I think we're getting better, like Eric said, but there's, I mean, we still got communities uh, one way in, one way out, right? And there's there's lots of research and standards around, you know, that's not good. Not only in a fire situation, but from fire, police, ambulance, anything, right? Yeah. Snowstorm, whatever, you plug up a main road, you're stuck. As Eric said, we're fortunate, we're starting to be a little bit more proactive when we do that, but we still got some areas in our, in our, our town where you go, why the hell did they put the hydrant there? Like, <laughs> and it was only for one reason, and that's because of saving costs for the developer at that point in time, because you drive by and you go, there's absolutely no way. We yeah. can't turn our, our fire truck around well, in this call to And then they or, park cars on both sides of yeah. it anyways. And yeah. yeah. So even if we could, it's irrelevant, because yeah. now we can't. And, <laughs> one of my favorites is we drive to pick up my grandson this one way all the time. And they got the new two floors of concrete and four floors of wood. Mm -hmm. I look at that and I just think, what idiot thought that this was going to be okay, right? And they're just building them one after the other as fast as they can in, in this uh, neighborhood in Edmonton. I guess, I hope that they all are sprinklered and, and all of those things. We'll get the people out. But that big fire we had in St. Albert here this last winter, and we'll show you that it doesn't matter if it's sprinklered, it'll still burn, right? There's still the, the problems there. One of my favorite... Uh, Stories was that time that we were in the Strathmore Fire Hall and we were all talking about how many big buildings that you guys have. Yeah. Three story plus. Yeah, yeah. three story plus or 10,000 square foot plus, right, from fire underwriters. And, and we were going through it. And then the homework I left was to go out and actually count them. And it was just so cool to me to watch everybody start to, in their drive, right, in their mind, go, okay, there's that one, there's that one, there's that one. And then when we came back and everyone found out the real numbers. Yeah even though you live there and you drive by it and you watch them build it, it kind of eludes you to how many that you have. And so many communities that we go to, you find that same thing, right? They're like, oh yeah, we have that a couple three-story apartment buildings. Five. Yeah. All of a sudden it's like 20, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, we got a couple hotels or maybe we have eight, right? And it's like, all of a sudden these numbers are huge and 10,000 square foot plus, right? It's like, well, we got the grocery store and we got the, and how many schools you got here? oh crap right all of those it doesn't take long and all of a sudden to me it's like all part of that building thing that you were talking about that's definitely a good one nice doug you got anything you're gonna throw at the wall see if it sticks uh, or what? well as i said before tools and trucks trucks tools and tools. <laughs> get me some it's, it's just interesting to see like uh, all the advancements of technology and how it's affecting the apparatus and the tools out there and 
And there's some pretty nice whizzy stuff out there, but sometimes I have to question whether it's needed, like, yeah, or if it's, or if it's just yet another gimmick that, you know, that people are trying to sell or push. Sometimes there's a tool that, you know what, just go back to the basics. It's troubleshooting. It pump. works better. Yeah, exactly. Like some of the advancements in pumps. We gotta get out there and get the fire extinguisher grenades. Yeah, yeah. The lasers. The lasers. The lasers, so you can tell where to cut. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> My goodness. Right, but it's so true, and so it is. Some of it's just gimmicks. Some of it's just like, what are they thinking? Yeah. And then other stuff, you walk up and you're like, this is genius. Yes, exactly. We literally. Where's the chief? We need his credit card. We have to have this yeah. immediately, right? And for a smaller department like us, with the you know, with a, a budget, we're continually watching you know we have to pick and choose what's a wise investment and i think that's kind of where you really have to walk that line and just make sure you're making the right decisions best for the community that you're servicing nice love it all right man it's just about time for the opening ceremonies we got to get you out of here i want to thank you for coming on growing up fire so that's uh, season two episode 15 sitting here with the strathmore boys so you got uh, the chief david Baz, the deputy, and the two captains, Eric and Doug. Thanks for uh, being here. Thanks for being part of this. And uh, have fun at the opening ceremonies. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Growing Up Fire today. Follow me on Instagram at Chief Coots to comment or send questions. We appreciate your support.